John chapter 10 this morning. We're, after today, going to be halfway through our worship series looking at the great I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. And this morning, we're looking at Jesus saying, I am the door. In fact, he repeats it twice in this passage in John chapter 10, the first 10 verses. He says in verse 7, I am the door for the sheep. And then in verse 9, I am the door. Now, in order to really understand and unlock this passage, you and I have to spend a few minutes sort of reorienting ourselves or reminding ourselves about something that we're not that familiar with in our day and age. Because in Bible times, they lived in a very agrarian society, and they were very familiar with sheep and shepherds and shepherding and all of that, and we are not. So let's just sort of bring all of us up to speed here a little bit on, on some background so that this passage may, in a sense, pop for us a little bit more this morning. In every town, there would be a sheepfold or a pen. And after the shepherds would take all their sheep out to pasture and to graze during the day, they would bring them all into one pen or one fold that was located in, right outside that town, wherever they were, and all the sheep would go into that one fold or that one pen. Many different shepherds from, you know, many different sheep of many different shepherds, but they all went into the one fold and the one pen. And then in the morning, the shepherds would each come up to the door of that pen or that fold, and they would call their sheep, and those sheep would then follow each shepherd out to the grazing or pasture land for the day. Now, as they would bring their sheep from the pasture into that fold, each shepherd would stand by the door, if you will, or the opening of that pen, and literally mark every one of their sheep that would go in. They knew exactly how many sheep they had. They had names for all their sheep. And they would be able to identify them and differentiate them from their other sheep, and they would make sure that all the sheep that were out in the pasture land got into the fold that night. Then the next morning, they would come one at a time so that the sheep would not be hearing more than one voice, and each shepherd would stand at that door, and they would start calling their sheep. And those sheep would line up, and they would pass through that gate, into the care of their shepherd to go out and follow them to the pasture land for that day. Now, also, each time that the shepherd would do that, the shepherd also checked the sheep from front to back when they came into the fold at night and when they would leave to go out to the pasture land during that day. They would literally take their rod which was a sort of a, a short, heavy-like device that they would use, and they would take their staff, a longer, thinner, with a crook or hook on the end, and they would literally have the sheep pass underneath the rod and the staff. They would check for things like 
you know, bites or infections or something that might be causing trouble. They would also make sure that the lanolin on the back of the sheep was not building up because if it built up too much, the sheep could actually die from too much lanolin in their wool or on their skin. They would check for, you know, the, the uh, first sign of a disease or maybe uh, somewhere out there, you know, a sheep got away and, and they got a bite or something like that. Any kind of irritation or anything, they would pass over that sheep from front to back, on the way in and on the way out. I want you to remember those images, if you will, as we come to this passage, because the audience that Jesus was talking to was very familiar with that. You and I are not. And yet, when we understand that, then we understand more of what Jesus is saying, even about himself to us today. So notice, beginning in verse 1, he begins by telling us, I'm telling you something that is solemnly true. He, he's trying to, again, get our attention as he does down in verse 7. I'm telling you a solemn truth, one that is of pivotal importance here. I, I want you to really pay attention to what I'm about to say. And then he says this, verse 1. The one who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. There was only one way into the fold or the pen and only one way out. And the shepherd would be standing at the door. The shepherd, true shepherds, would be standing at the door. If there was somebody trying to get into that fold or pen another way, then obviously they were up to no good. They were a thief and a robber. Even in verse 10, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. A couple things there. One, Jesus is saying there are many false shepherds out there, and you need to be aware of that. In the book of Ezekiel, in the Old Testament, God talks about all of the false shepherds around his people. In fact, even the ones that Jesus is dealing with throughout much of his ministry, the religious leaders of Israel, were false shepherds because they did not accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And instead of leading the people of God to God, they were actually leading the people of God away from God. In the New Testament, you can't look at almost any book of the New Testament and not see something, some kind of warning given to us as the people of God about false prophets and false teachers and making sure that we live with a spirit of discernment because there's so much out there that is being taught in God's name that does not line up with the character of God or with his word. And so over and over again throughout the Bible, God is warning his sheep, please make sure you're listening to my voice above all voices and that any voice you're listening to also lines up with mine. Because there's so much out there today that is false that is not true, that does not line up with the Bible. And it can literally destroy lives and blow up people's lives if they embrace what is not true. So first of all, Jesus is saying, 
There are other shepherds out there, but they're fleecing the sheep. They're up to no good. They're not out for your best interest. Make sure that you're following the one true shepherd and that if you have an under-shepherd, if you will, in your life, make sure that that under-shepherd under me is following me and speaking my words to you. But the other thing in verse 10 that we learn is Jesus is saying, as the true shepherd, I have come that you might experience life and have it more abundantly. And we've already talked about this. It means more than just existing forever. It is to be able to live a life that is superior, the highest quality of life that a human being can live while living on planet Earth, you see. And Jesus says, you can have that kind of life because I'm more than enough. And you will have more than enough through me your shepherd, to be able to live life at the highest level possible. We need to ask ourselves, am I living that kind of life? Would that describe my life right now, that I am enjoying and experiencing this abundant life? I'm not just enduring life. I'm, I'm thriving in life because of my shepherd not necessarily because of the circumstances, not because of the situation, but I'm thriving because I have the best shepherd I could ever have in my life, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and whatever he has for me, it's good. And, and wherever he leads me, it's good. And, and so I'm good because I'm following my shepherd. Harken back to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That's what the psalmist said. Question is, is Jesus Christ your shepherd? Because everything that the psalmist says after that is based on the fact that the Lord is our personal shepherd. Has there been a time in our life where we ask Jesus Christ to be our Savior and we are now following him as an obedient sheep into the abundant life that he has for us? Notice verse 2. The one who enters by the door is the true shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens the door for him. Now, the doorkeeper would be the watcher, if you will, or the warden of the pen or the fold. And many times in Jesus' day, they would just choose one of the shepherds to be the one that would stay up all night and literally, you know, be the, the guard, if you will, of the entire penner fold while the other shepherds got their rest and they would rotate so that obviously not, not more than, you know, one night would you have to stay up all night and be the one that would watch and be the doorkeeper, if you will, okay? But there was someone always there watching over the sheep at the door in the pen or the fold of the sheep. And why would the doorkeeper open the door for the true shepherd? Because that shepherd would have the right and the authority to come up to the door and to call their sheep and to allow their sheep to follow them because it's their sheep, you see. And then notice, verse 3, and the sheep hear, or literally, listen for his voice. That's key. It's not just that Jesus saying, oh, I, I hear my shepherd's voice. It's that a sheep is going to be listening 
for the voice of their shepherd. Are we listening for the voice of our shepherd? Are we tuning in to the voice of Jesus Christ so that we can cut through all of the noise of our day and truly hear his voice above and more than all the other voices that are out there? Because there's certainly a lot of voices out there. Amen? And we've got to be able to silence all those voices and put those voices aside and be able to truly hear the voice of our shepherd Jesus more than any other voice. In order to do that, I've got to train myself as a sheep to not only recognize the voice of my shepherd, but to listen for his voice, you see. Then he says this, he, the shepherd, will call his own sheep by name and lead them out. A couple things here. The shepherd would call the sheep to them to himself first. That's important. The shepherd is calling the sheep to himself. When he would come up to the door and begin to call the sheep by name, he would first call them to him so that they could pass by him and so that they could pass under his rod and his staff before he would lead them out. That's what God wants to do in our lives. He doesn't just want us to call us to something. He wants us primarily to come to him and then just to follow him wherever he leads us. Are we being called to Jesus Christ? In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is, whatever voices you believe that you are following or hearing as far as coming from God, here's how you and I will know for sure that it's of God. And that is if it's keeping me close to my shepherd Jesus. If it's not keeping me close to my shepherd Jesus, then I better turn that voice off and not listen to that voice any longer. Because Jesus' voice will always call, him, call us as his sheep to himself first and foremost. Secondly, notice he calls his own sheep by name, distinguishing each and every one of his sheep. Each shepherd, again, had names for their sheep, whether it was, you know, spotty or drippy or, you know, droop, droopy or whatever, you know. They had names for all their sheep, and they called those sheep by name, and those sheep recognized not only the voice of their shepherd, but they recognized the name that the shepherd gave them. Isn't it great to know that today, as you sit here, as I stand on this platform, that our great shepherd knows each one of us by name and calls us by name. He knows us by name. It's also great to know that the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that when we all get to heaven, that God's going to have a new name that he's going to give to each one of us as well a name that, that he has picked and chosen just for us. You know, now we live with the name that our parents gave to us. One day we will live for eternity with the name that the Lord Jesus will give to us. 
and he will call us, I believe, by that name throughout eternity as we rule and reign with him. Then notice at the end of verse 3, he calls his own sheep by name as he leads them out. Out from the what? From the pen or the fold that they've been in all night. And my friends, it's an effort to get the sheep out of the pen or out of the fold, just like for some of you. It's an effort to get you out of your bed in the morning and out from those nice warm covers because you just want to, you got all snuggly in there at night, right? And, and it's all comfortable in there. And it's the thoughts of you getting up and getting out of bed, the sheep are the same thing. It's like, I don't want to leave the pen. It's nice in here with all these other sheep, and we're all snuggly, and we're all comfortable, and we're all, you know, protected. But no, but the shepherd's like, but you got to get out of it. Your life isn't just the pen or the fold. That's where you are at night to be protected. But I've got way more for you to experience, and you got to get out there and graze, and got to find pasture so that you can grow and experience all that I have for you. But it's so hard to get those sheep to get out of the fold. And sometimes God has a hard time getting his sheep out of our little comfort zone, right? Because we, we, we want this nice little comfort, cozy spot right here. And Jesus keeps saying, I need to lead you out. I'm glad that you came into the fold with me, but now you've got to go out because the healthy thing is in and out. We see that in verse 9. Notice he says, if anyone enters to the, the door through me, he will be saved. Speaking about salvation, the only way that we become a sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ is to come through him. He is the entryway to salvation, and only him, only one way in, okay? And he's the way, as he says later on, the truth and the light. But then notice what he says. Here's how he describes healthy salvation, coming into him and going out with him. Coming in and going out. So many Christians get to the point where they're very good at sort of coming in and huddling, you know, around, but then not wanting to go out and experience all that God has for them. They get into that comfort zone and they don't want to leave. See, the sheep, same way. They wanted to huddle in the fold and stay there instead of coming out and getting out to the grazing lands and the pasture land and to all that the shepherd had to show them and experience for them. So then notice what he says. When, verse 4, he has brought all his sheep out, and he doesn't move until every last one of his sheep was out of the fold, then he goes ahead of them. The shepherd never drove his sheep from behind. He always led them from out front. And that's different. Some parts of the world, shepherds will literally be behind their sheep driving them. But that wasn't the way in this part of the world, and that's certainly not the way of Jesus with us. Jesus will not force us from behind to go anywhere. He will say, I want to lead you, will you willingly follow me? Then that's our choice. And that's the way it was in that day, which is why he compares us many times to sheep, because not all the sheep want to willingly follow 
their shepherd and listen to his voice and go where the shepherd is leading them to go. But here's the deal. When you and I are willing to follow our shepherd, our shepherd is always one step ahead of us out front. And he always gets there before we do. He always makes sure everything's going to be okay here because he's not going to lead us anywhere that he's not comfortable with us going. And all we have to do is trust to follow him and he will lead us to those green pastures and those still waters as the psalmist talks about in Psalm 23. Now notice. The sheep follow or stay right behind him, verse 4, because they recognize his voice. They not only recognize it, they're attentive to it, is what the word means. Are we being attentive, listening for his voice, following him everywhere that he goes? Notice what Jesus says. They will never follow a stranger or a false shepherd, but will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. They will not follow a voice that is unfamiliar to them. You see. Now, they might not follow their shepherd either. But they certainly will not follow a voice that is not familiar to them. The sheep, just like our pets, they know the voice of their masters. They, they, they get that. And so Jesus is saying, that's the way I want. I want my sheep to know my voice, to be so familiar in recognizing my voice and to be listening for it and attentive to it so that when I say, hey, I want you over here, they just follow close behind and trust him to lead where he's going to lead us. Notice he says, verse 6, Jesus told them this parable or this illustration, this word picture, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Now, this isn't the word that's used typically when describing a parable like that Jesus uses in other parts of the New Testament, where he would say, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he would speak in parables. This is more just simply a word picture or illustration that Jesus is giving. But notice, his audience, even though they understood shepherding and sheep and all of that, they didn't get what he was saying. They, they weren't putting it together with, with how he wanted to lead them and the whole sort of spiritual aspect of what Jesus was saying. They didn't get it. Why? Because... Unless we are willing to partner with God and partner with the Spirit, the Bible says spiritual things don't make sense to the natural person. That it's only with the aid of the Holy Spirit can we understand spiritual things and compare spiritual things with spiritual things. Otherwise, it's just like, I have no idea or clue what you're talking about, Jesus. Why are you telling us this story about shepherds and sheep and all this kind of stuff. I don't get it, you see. And that's why it's so important and why you and I as Christians ha have such a blessing in our life of having the Holy Spirit literally always indwelling us because at any point, you and I have the ability to be able to understand what God is saying to us, whether it's through his spirit or through his word or through a song or through somebody else, because we are able to spiritually cut through it because of the ministry of the spirit. Now, verse 7. Jesus then said to them, I tell you the solemn truth. 
I am the door for the sheep. Couple things. Again, the only way into the fold was through that one door. And so first, Jesus saying, you cannot be one of my sheep unless you come through me. I'm the door. And unless you have, at some point in your life or my life, unless we have humbled ourselves and asked Jesus Christ to be our Savior and trusted in Him as our Savior, we are not one of His sheep because He is the only door. But the other thing that He is saying is this. Several things. One, He's saying, I'm the door. I'm the door to the fold or the pen for my sheep. Therefore, Anything and everything has to pass through me in order to get to you. There is nothing that can get to my sheep that first doesn't come through me because I'm the door. Now think about that. Even think about that as far as our lives right now. Jesus is saying to his people, do you believe that I am your security, your safety, your protection? Because if you truly trust me to protect you, watch over you, because Jesus is saying, by saying, I'm the door, he's saying, you as my sheep are never out of my care. Nothing can get to you unless it first passes through me. It doesn't matter if it's an asteroid heading to earth that's supposed to crash into earth and kill us all. It doesn't matter if it's the tiniest microscopic bacteria that could do something to us. It all has to pass through the door in order to get to us. And if Jesus, the door, allows it to get through us, it then is ultimately we must trust him for our good, others' grace, and for his glory. Because he's the door. So one of the things then that Jesus is saying is not only am I the only way of salvation, I, I'm the only way that you can become one of my sheep is through me. I've, I've got to be that shepherd. But he's also saying to every one of his sheep, I'm your only real security. I'm your only, because if you're going to trust in anything or someone else other than me, you're never going to feel secure. You're never going to feel safe. You're never going to feel well protected. The only way you're going to feel protected at all times from all things and feel safe and secure is when you've come through the door and I'm your door. And that you know that I am your door 24-7, 365 days a year, every year that you're alive on this earth, I'm your door and nothing can get to your life or get to you without first passing through me. Next fall, boy, I'm really setting myself up here. Next fall, we're going to do a short series through the book of Job. I've never taught Job here at the Oasis before. It's going to be a challenge for me, but I'm looking forward to it. But I want to point this out. One of the key things from that book is this. Satan still is accountable to God every day for what he does. And Satan literally had to report to God and say, God, 
I need your permission to touch Job. And the only way Satan was able to get to Job and afflict any kind of physical ailment upon Job was after he received God's permission to do so. Why? Because God's the door. God's the door. You and I have to grasp that, wrestle with that, come to terms with that, but that's who he is. And when you and I truly embrace Jesus Christ as our door, then and only then will we feel safe, secure, and protected at all times, knowing that if God does allow something to come through him to get to me, again, it's ultimately for my good, for others' grace, and for his glory. I'm the door. The other thing is, again, remember, what does Jesus do as the door? He literally is checking us every day throughout the day. He's, he's checking us from front to back. He, he's taking care of us. We are passing under his rod and his staff. He's checking us over for things that might harm and injure and all of that because he is the door of the sheep, you see. And we have to pass through him both to come into the fold and to go out of the fold each and every day. And there's not anything about our life or our existence or anything that he doesn't know about. He knows us intimately, which is why over and over again he would say in the Gospels, why are you worried? Don't you know you're of more value than, than a sparrow? And a sparrow can't even fall to the ground that my father does not know that that is happening. And that's why I know how many hairs are on your head. And, and I know everything about you that you don't even know because I'm the door. And you got to pass in and out of me at all times. No wonder then in Psalm 23, David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They console me. They calm me down. They give me composure. You see, for the sheep, if, if, if something was irritating or frustrating the sheep, all they would have to do is pass under the rod and the staff of the shepherd, and they would start to calm down because they knew that they were under the care of their shepherd and that whatever was bothering them, whatever was irritating them, whatever was frustrating them, the shepherd was going to take care of it. He was going to find whatever that irritation or frustration or thing bothering them was, and he was going to take care of it, whether it was anointing them with oil, putting some kind of medicine on them, taking something on or off or whatever. But as they passed under the rod, and the staff of the shepherd, they knew they were going to be okay. And you and I need to be the same way, that we, we pass under the shepherd's rod and staff, we can be calmed down and comforted and consoled and strengthened because of the rod and the staff of our shepherd. See, he goes on to say, verse 8, all who came before me were thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. The shepherd checks the condition of his sheep as the door to the fold or the pen. The shepherd as the door is the one 
that is the ultimate protection, safety, and security for those sheep. Those sheep didn't worry about all the wolves and everything outside of the pen that night because they knew who was at the door. God wants his sheep to be the same way. I don't worry about all the stuff going on around me and all the stuff outside because I know who's my door. Jesus Christ is my door. It's not just about care. It's not just about protection, though. The door also symbolizes provision, which is why he says in verse 9, I'm the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will come in. Come into what? The fold or the pen to feel protected, but then also go out. Go out what? To get the provision that I have for you. Because sheep are going to get real thin and going to eventually die if they just stay in the fold. They'll never grow. So God has to get the sheep out of the fold as comfortable and cozy as it is because there's some great grazing and pasture land out here and things that God wants us to experience as his sheep that will enable us to grow and continue to experience all that God has for us. Provision, protection, and provision. But both ways, we go through the door. We go through the door into that security and that safe place, but we also pass through the door into his care when we go out to be provided for. Because when he calls all of the sheep by name, we simply pass through the door into his care, and we're never apart from the shepherd. Whether we're in the pen or the fold, the shepherd's there watching over us, his sheep. If we go out of the pen or the fold, we're simply one step behind our shepherd. He's right there with us every step of the way, leading us to what he has for us. In order for us to live the abundant life, we can't just go into the fold and stay there. We've got to be willing to come out and experience all that God has for us. And I think this is especially, this picture here, <laughs> that Jesus' giving is especially timely in this day and age for many Christians. Because what's happened over the last year and a half in our world has caused many to retreat into that safety and security of the fold, but they're not going out anymore. Literally, not going out anymore. And that's not how God wants us to live. We have to trust that, yes, God will protect us, but also God has things that he wants us to experience. And the only way we can experience that is to be able to leave what we think is the only safety and security of the fold and enter into his care and allow him to lead us to what he has for us. In and then out. That's the healthy Christian life. Because notice what Jesus says in verse 9. He will be saved, will come in and go out and find pasture. The phrase literally means areas to be able to grow. A sheep won't grow properly if it stays in the fold of the pen. It has to get exercise. 
It has to find food. It has other things to experience out there, getting out of the fold in the pen. But that means i got to trust my shepherd that wherever he leads, I'll follow. Because then he says again in verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But that's not who I am. I've come that my sheep may, first of all, have life, life that can only be found in me, and to have it more abundantly. The highest quality of life a human being can experience on earth. Realizing that my shepherd, the door, is more than enough for me. As the door, he protects me. As the door, he provides for me. As the door, he checks me over from front to back and cares for me. I'm never out of his care. As the door, it means I have to pass under his rod and his staff. Because he knows everything about me. And if there's something bothering me, irritating me, frustrating me, as I pass under his rod and his staff, he takes care of it. He has the ability to take care of it if I trust him. In closing this morning, turn with me, if you even have to, to Psalm 23. I thought, what a great way to end today's message. Just follow along as I read this great psalm. A psalm of David, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He takes me to lush pastures. He leads me to refreshing water. He restores my strength. He leads me down the right paths for the sake of his reputation. Even when I must walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff reassure me. You prepare a feast before me in plain sight of my enemies. You refresh my head with oil. My cup is completely full. Surely your goodness and faithfulness will pursue me all my days, and I will live in the Lord's house for the rest of my life. Let's pray. God, we thank you today that you have declared yourself to be the door for the sheep. And God, we get a really good understanding and picture of what that means for us as your sheep, God. And I pray that everyone who's either watching over live stream or here in this auditorium this morning or one day may watch this even over podcast at some future date, God, that there's been a time in our life where we made Jesus Christ our shepherd. Because all of those promises and all of that protection and all of that provision that could be ours is only ours through Jesus Christ. And if he's not our shepherd, then we have none of it. But when he is our shepherd, we have it all. We have everything we will ever need, not just to endure life, but to experience life at the very highest level. We will have all the refreshing water and green pastures we will ever want as his sheep. We will be able to sit at the king's table every day because he spreads a feast out before us. 
as our shepherd. We'll never have to worry about feeling safe or secure or protected because Jesus Christ, you're our door. And anything that gets to us has to first pass through you to get to us. God, we're never out of your care. There's not a second of our life on this earth that your eye is off of your sheep. You know us by name. You know us intimately. And God, you take good care of us. So God, may we declare to you today and before one another as a testimony to you and before others, Lord, out there in the world that you are more than enough for us, God. We have the best shepherd we could ever have. And we are going to be your fearless and faithful sheep. We're going to follow you, God, wherever you lead us. Because, Lord, wherever you lead us, it's the best place we could ever be. There's nothing more that we could ever experience from anything else or anyone else that's going to be better than what you have for us, God. May the image of the door of that penfold be seared into our minds and hearts today. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out without it going through you, God, the door. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning and let's lift up our voices today in worship of our, of our God, of our Savior, of the door, of our fold and our pen, and let's declare to one another and to all around today, Jesus, you are more than enough for me.